New shit alert. Tyson, me, probably Carly, probably other people. We're going to play fucking video games like everyone else on YouTube. It's October. It's scary shit. You guys know what the fuck it is. <laughs> wow! We're actually kind of good at video games, too. Tyson's pretty good. I'm okay, and depending on what video game it is, Carly's okay. I can spectate really good. There's, <laughs> it depends, you know. We, you, you get it. We're, we're average. Now, for our feature presentation. Hello, and welcome back to the October Spooktacular that we are doing up in this piece. Um, <laughs> scary movies, thrillers, Halloween movies. We're going to have it all through the month of October. So definitely, if one movie's not your cup of tea, we're going to have something for everyone. Um, did I mention this is the How About This Movie podcast? I feel like I did, but if I didn't, that's what this is. Jacob's Ladder, 1990. Directed by Adrian Lyne, I think is how you say that. Probably. Um, starring Tim Robbins. If you haven't seen this movie, I honestly recommend watching it before you watch this podcast. It's on Hulu. If you don't have Hulu, steal your parents. That's what I did. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I totally pay for Hulu. It's fine. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. It's on an app. A green one. <laughs> may or may not have a four-letter word. Yeah. That's all we'll say. Rhymes with Kulu. Rhymes with Cthulhu. <laughs> I thought that was more on brand because Cthulhu is spooky. It is spooky. But we will be spoiling the movie. That's what we do. If you're new here, we spoil the movie. <laughs> Every fucking time. Um, Every podcast is a spoiler. I think we've tried to be good about it in some podcasts and failed. Um, we've tried to give warnings and failed. It's a movie review podcast. <laughs> and a lot of the movies we review are old as shit. So I, don't think really we've done, I think the most recent movie that we've done would probably be either Deadpool or Jumanji, right? Yeah. I actually think they're from the same year. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, but anyway, we're past the statute of limitations on pretty much everything we do here. And even if we weren't, you fucking know. Spoilers. Your fault for not seeing it, bitch. Exactly. A little aggressive, but sometimes <laughs> tough love. I apologize. <clears throat> Jacob's Ladder. It's a... General piercing? Yeah, but no. It is. I was going to say that it's a theory... Not The movie's not a theory. The movie's a movie. But the premise of the movie is a theory that people apply in a lot of fan theories to other movies. I don't know if you guys... I'm sure you guys know that. Yeah. But anytime something over-the-top wacky happens in a movie, someone's like, oh, maybe they died at this part. No, 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 Whatever. <coughs> so I think that's... I, it's just a little tidbit. I think that's fun. So that Black Mirror episode where he died, like... Right at the beginning? Right at the beginning of the job? Yep. Okay. Yep. But yeah, like, <clears throat> I listened to another movie podcast. I'm not going to say who. Because this is about, this is our time. Um, but it's a pretty common thing where their fans will just shout, will just always ask them if the movie's a Jacob's Ladder scenario. Um, 
So that's fun. Watch a movie. Um, plug in your own Jacob's Ladder scenario to the movie and uh, let us know in the comments below, I guess. Uh, I don't know why I brought it up, guys. Uh, we're talking about the director, Adrian Line, I think. What's he directed? What what what's uh what's 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 he what's he famous for? Uh, let me remember. <laughs> Didn't fucking work. Let me think. He directed Flashdance, uh, Indecent Proposal, Fatal Attraction. I don't know what that one's about. Anywho, also directed. That is pretty much it. All right. So he's big in the late eighties ish. Late, yeah, early eighties, early to late mid eighties. 80s. He's big in the 80s. Okay. So. Um. Big in the 80s, early 90s. Is there a common theme between any of these movies? Because Flashdance is like a can-do spirit kind of movie. Indecent Proposal is a movie about an indecent proposal. And this is just a mind fuck. Uh, I think it's just like... Just... Movies that make you think, I guess. All right. Tim Robbins is in this movie. Uh, Tim Robbins is in Bull Durham and Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank. Thank you. That's the movie I was trying to think of. Probably most well known for like Shawshank Redemption and shit like that. But probably some other stuff. If I had to guess. Uh, Mystic River. I. Uh, do believe he said that this was kind of like the turning point in his career, because um, he was like a big comedy actor before he did Jacob's Ladder. Okay. Um, I'm sure he still did comedy. I'm not overly familiar with his work. He is an Oscar-winning actor. He's awesome. I liked him in this. I liked him in Sh- Shashank. I liked him in Bull Durham. Um, what else? Who else is in this here? Cinematographer uh, Pena. What? R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. What is she in? Uh, she died in 2014. Uh, she's in Rush Hour. Uh, really? Yep. She's also in The Incredibles. <clears throat> really? Yep. Uh, she plays Mirage in The Incredibles, and she plays uh, the other detective chick in Rush Hour, Detective Johnson. I didn't know that... Mirage was Elizabeth Pena. Yep. Learned something new. Mm-hmm. But when you said she was Incredibles, that's where I went because that voice is kind of recognizable. She's got mm-hmm. a pretty recognizable voice. Mm-hmm. Um, Louis Black and George Costanza are both in this. Yep, that's true. Uh, Louis Black is mostly a comedian. I know he was on The Daily Show, but I couldn't tell you what else he was in. Yeah, I don't think his acting career was all that good, but his accepted. comedy career... He was an accepted. That is true. But accepted was a terrible movie. You only say that because you've seen it 300 times. That's true. That's my fault. <laughs> um, George Costanza is obviously in Seinfeld. Oh. And George one Costanza. Of, George Costanza. <laughs> and one of the best Criminal Minds episodes I've ever seen. <clears throat> and actually, in a really good episode of Friends. Yeah, he's actually a super decent uh, dramatic actor. He is. He is. Um, but I, I don't know what, he, what else he's been in besides a couple bit parts on TV and then... Let me remember. <laughs> uh, he's also in Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. And... Walking down the street. Stop working. Copyright strike. Danny Aiello. 
think he's the last notable name. I think so, yeah. Well, um, uh, Bing Rhames was in this as well. Bing Rhames was in this movie. Um, and Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Fuck, yeah. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people in this movie that are pretty big names. Um, <clears throat> Bing Rhames is in all sorts of shit. He's, in, he's an action movie guy, so he just gobbles up scripts. Movie scripts. Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone, The Good Child. Other stuff. <laughs> y- you get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you know Dan- the name. I think Danny Aiello is... Uh, I think he's like one of those gangster movie guys. I'm not sure. Uh, he's in Hudson Hawk. That's really the only one that I can remember. Mm-hmm. He's still alive. Mm-hmm. And still acting. Mm-hmm. He was born in 1933. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's an old motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I guess he's not oh, a gangster trooper. movie guy, but he was in Hudson Hawk. Uh, he was in uh, Lucky Number Eleven. I don't know what that is. That's a movie. No fucking <laughs> way. I don't believe it. The Last Dawn. That's gotta be. That is a gangster movie. Yeah. Do. Yeah, he's in a few gangster movies. Cool. I was right. Suck it, internet. I was right. And you were wrong. A bunch of fucking lawyer movies as well. He's a cool dude. Really well known for his powerful voice and screaming at people. So that's everyone now for real, right? Yeah, pretty much everybody worth mentioning. Good. Good. So, <laughs> Jacob's dead. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. I already gave it to you three. He's hallucinating this whole life that he's living, where in the life that he's living, he's hallucinating. Mm-hmm. Movie takes place after he comes back from Vietnam, so the seventies, mid seventies, mid late seventies. Where I'm going with this is, I've seen other movies that take place in that time, and the hospitals are scary in that as well. Mm-hmm. Do you think hospitals were just a terrible, terrible place to be in the 70s? Or was this accentuated by the fact that he was hallucinating? I think it was probably just accentuated by the fact that he was hallucinating. I think even in the 70s, they didn't leave like body parts and bikes and stuff just laying around. Yeah. Not just bikes. A specific bike that his son was riding, pushing, when he got hit by a car and died. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well... Technically, he was holding the bike when he dropped his baseball cards, and like an idiot, he bent down in the middle of the road to pick them up. Well, what would you do? I would pull my bike over to the side of the road and then go out and pick them up. I think the bike makes you more noticeable than just being a small kid bent over. Well, if I don't have the bike, then I can pay attention to the road more. The bike wasn't the distraction. The cards were the distraction. <laughs> I disagree with Tyson. Get an adult. Wholeheartedly. If you're a child, get an adult. You shouldn't be crossing the street by yourself. 
until you're 25 years old. Dude, cross the street. I'm not allowed to Dude. cross the street by myself. Jump off a building and fly. You can do anything. Get a dog. <laughs> I love that sketch. <laughs> so you guys don't think that that's what the hospitals were like in the 70s? Absolutely. No. A little like circus freak area above, I, like in the ceiling. I think they were still allowed to smoke in hospitals at that point, but uh, I think other than that. Yeah, that was a bit like American Horror Story. So there's when I, the next time that I get an x-ray in a 70s hospital, I shouldn't expect to get pushed through a room that is noticeably wet. Like splashing levels of wet on the floors. Well, are we talking like 1970s or 2070s? <laughs> 1970s. 1970s. What about, yeah, 1870s. I'm asking you guys. What about what about the 1070s? I don't think they have x-rays, so I think we're good. <laughs> what about the 3070s? I won't be alive. Are you sure? Yeah. What if? <laughs> You're alive. You're alive. <laughs> this is just going absolutely nowhere. <laughs> but I do not think you should encounter anything that he went through in that hospital. Especially not your chiropractor coming to rip you out of that hospital. If all, unless unless you're on some serious hallucinogenic drugs. Okay. Next point. If I have a chiropractor, two things. I don't want him ripping me out of the hospital. He's a fucking chiropractor, not a doctor. Secondly, and more importantly, if I'm in the hospital and my chiropractor does not threaten to beat people with a crutch. He is losing a very loyal client. I will not come back to him. That is the level of loyalty any chiropractor should show to his clients. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to talk him down and be like, no, 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 I'm going to stay. These are trained professionals. You have a certificate. I will see you on Saturday. I will see you when I see you, bud. Mm -hmm. But I appreciate that you came for me. And I'm going to continue to be a loyal customer. But if he doesn't show up and threaten to wrap a crutch around someone's fucking neck for me, I'm out. I am out. Out. Disrespectful. It's a reasonable thing to do. Oh, most reasonable. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page. In fact, it's unreasonable not to do it. For real. Exactly. You have to put in more effort to not do that. Exactly. Exactly. I'm glad I could fit. I, I, I was pretty upset. I feel like the customer service age is just dying. No one mm -hmm. treats their loyal clientele the way they should be treated. No, nobody does that anymore. It's pretty triggering. Yeah. Uh, how does he know that he's on Jacob's ladder? Or the ladder, excuse me. Uh, he doesn't, well, he, I want to say he's more in denial about the whole thing until about, <coughs> sorry, Are we talking until about like the end of the movie. In his hallucination yeah. of his life? Yeah. Or, okay, the guy comes and tells him in the... No, how does the hallucination know? Everything up to that point, the hallucination is known. Hallucination well, knew that his son died. The hallucination is made up by his his mind. Like, is his mind going, hey, some shit's happening. It's his mind trying to reconcile death. So See, it's all in his head. Like, nothing is 
no outside influence was going on. It's all him. But it, that makes sense. But he was on something. I think so. How the fuck did he know? Because when he got shot and was stabbed. looking w- with the yeah, gun, he was stabbed by one of his own dudes. I think. Are you a bayonet? Yeah, I think so the hyper hallucinogenic, the BZ, whatever the fuck it's called, it was an actual. There was a moment of clarity when they looked at each other. Yeah. They're like, "What the fuck are we doing?" Yeah. yeah. So I think that's when his brain's like. So as you're not supposed to be doing this, something is wrong. As he was moving closer to accepting the fact that he was dead, his brain was just yeah. trying to make sense of everything that was wrong with it. Yeah. Um, I just want to clarify. I don't ask these questions because I'm stupid. I don't want people to think I'm stupid. I already was on the same page. Just for conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't want people to think I'm stupid. I'm the one that talks the most. I don't want people to think the guy that talks the most is a fucking idiot. Daxton, hardly anybody thinks you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I know at least one person in this room does. How do we know that the son actually died, though? Because didn't the girlfriend be like, is that the one that died before you came back? He died before he went. Yeah, he died before he actually Yes. The golden child died? Yes. The one that he clearly loved more than the other two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he died. He was the literal golden child, the only blonde one in the whole family. Yep. Well, the wife was blonde, too. Kind of. Dirty blonde. And Tim Robbins has light hair. Did he in this movie, though? No, it's, more no, it's dark, maybe. Yeah. I don't think he does have light hair. I think I'm wrong. It's like a sandy color. Um. Um. Yeah. What was the uh, budget for this movie, Tyson? Uh, the budget was twenty five million dollars. Mm-hmm. And it grossed uh twenty six point one million dollars. So just barely made some money. Um, opening weekend uh, made seven point five million, which is pretty good. Uh, the movie came out in nineteen ninety. We've already discussed that. Uh, Tim Robbins has come out and said that he thinks part of the reason why the movie didn't do so well in its original release, because it's it's become kind of a thing, um, like a cult classic kind of, but good. Mm-hmm. Um, s- since. But basically what he, he said was that he thought that um, the current climate with everyone, with the about to engage in the Gulf War was all kind of off with the national feel, the jive of how everyone felt about the Gulf Gulf War. Makes sense. And it didn't. It just didn't sit well with audiences, and that's why it didn't make very much money originally. That does make sense. I I don't know. I don't know. That's true, but it makes sense. Yep. Favorite scenes. One of your favorite scenes. What's that say? Recommended. Or, there's favorite scenes. Oh. Um. Cool. I was looking at two lines. Favorite scenes. What's your guys' favorite scenes? Tyson. Uh, I like the party scene. That was really well done. It was very trippy. Yeah. It was very trippy. Because uh, that fucking dude turns into like the fucking pterodactyl monster that fucking fucks his girlfriend. Yes. That was, that was a fun scene. So, <laughs> director Adrian Lyne said that originally um, the demon design was much more classic demon. Yeah. 
and he took it in this direction because he thought that demons would be too comic and would affect the the feel of the film. Mm-hmm. I have to say, in that scene, I 100% disagree with him. I thought that was stupid. <laughs> the blurry man faces and that those, those things were awesome. Those were quite quite spooky. But I thought the man turning into a sexual deviant reptile was stupid. <laughs> I kind of like the way they went with it. I actually agree with uh, the director on this one, I thought. I think if it was like a like a classic demon shape, I mean, it would get the point across, but mm-hmm. it would feel uninspired, and I would have chosen probably a different scene because of it. It just felt, it would just feel too normal. Well, you're wrong. Car- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Shadowing. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Foreshadowing. <laughs> With the palm reader at that party, too. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're already dead. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I was going to touch on that, um, but I'll let you. My favorite scene? I'll give you something to touch on. <laughs> Some of the goofier parts of the movie, I think, where they're trying to, like, establish, like, when it, he's feeling good, when he's walking down the street and the group of teenagers start singing at him just randomly, oh, yeah. and he's just, like, he's having it, and he's about it. It's, like, a weird scene, but they're trying to establish that he's, like, he's happy with where he is right now. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting part, and I'm not exactly sure what it has to do with the rest of the story, but... I like those scenes. he had two other fucking kids. Because yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice it, like, when she, when he got the, the pictures delivered, I didn't notice that she said, your kids brought them by. I thought she said, the little, the, the kids, or like, little kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't mean that he has kids. I just watched another movie where there was just a little messenger boy that ran around town dropping shit off to people. So, I mean, it doesn't mean, oh, you have kids. So, to find out that Jed Jed and Eli were also his kids was just fucking hilarious to me. Um, I wouldn't say that's my favorite scene. I honestly think the the train scene. Oh, yeah. um, Right at the beginning, the the whole portion... Uh, on the train and in the, excuse me, the whole portion on the train and the, the in the station, with the, the people just like completely ignoring him, just like not even recognizing his existence, and then almost getting hit by the train full of creepy blurred face people. Mm-hmm. I think all that was really good. Really set the tone. Um, for a different movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, I didn't know what to expect with this movie, so obviously. I I was not disappointed and I knew the premise because of just other things I've seen but yeah but yeah long story short my favorite scene is just that opening train scene I don't know why I've talked about all this other shit um I'm going to talk about it in a minute but that wasn't the time I'm just switching these around. just so you know because I did it in the last one, too. So I was just going to do it again. Well, we don't even have to plan for those. I just thought that's yeah. what they naturally occurred. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned it. The fortune teller. 
you're already dead. <laughs> or whatever she said. Mm-hmm. You get the you get the point. Yep. Not counting veiled subtle references to him being dead. There are four blatant moments where someone says you're already dead or he says I'm already dead. I really don't feel like they tried to hide the ending. I feel like they set it up to have this like oh shit twist moment and then I think they just like I think they wrote it end backwards. And then like we want to make sure people really get the end. He's dead the whole time. I think maybe uh they're trying to set up that like the drugs that were given to him in Vietnam or the shit that happened to him in Vietnam was making him think oh I'm already dead you know like I'm fucking seeing demons and shit everywhere I must be in hell or some shit like that and that very well could be because that was going to be my next point did you have anything you want to add to that they do have him try to counter it and fight it during the movie because he also says I I am alive I'm Mm -hmm. still here and yeah yeah, the entire yeah. movie was his struggle with uh, coming to terms. Yeah, with the fact that he's dead. Yeah, and I mean that's kind of set up with the the Danny Aiello line where he's talking about if you're fighting death or afraid of death or whatever, the demons are just ripping you apart. And I don't remember the exact line, yeah. but it, I mean it's like another perfect telegraph of what's going on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Now to counter my own point. I feel like watching the movie going into it where you know what's going to happen but you don't know how they're going to do it, it affected the viewing for me. Um, And I think that might be part of my problem with the movie where you saw it so clearly, it's a struggle, etc., etc. All the wonderful fine points you just made. And I was just like, oh, well, there's another reference to him being dead. (laughs) It was the same thing when the movie started. The whole movie, I was waiting for the part where he would have died. Like, the first 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, I was waiting for the part where he dies and then it becomes the hallucinations. But the whole movie is the hallucinations. And it took me a little bit, not the whole movie, but it took me about 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes to figure that out. Mm -hmm. So I think knowing what's going to happen but not knowing how it's going to happen affected my viewing of the movie. Um... In a negative way. I still liked the movie, but um, I guess kind of my point is, how did you guys feel? Because I don't think you knew what was going to happen, Mm-mm. and you haven't seen the movie. You knew what was going to happen and have seen the movie. Yeah. So how, I mean, obviously you've seen it before. Yeah. Um, so with a critical perspective, how was it for you? Uh, well, I love psychological uh, thrillers. Absolutely. Um, they're probably one of the hardest to do movies or at least to do right do right yeah and i believe jacob's letter did um a lot of shit right um and visually it was striking which i also love um i feel like it pulled off a lot with the movie uh and you know when i first saw it uh I didn't really know what was going to happen because I didn't know about the whole, you know, I, was, I think, I don't remember how old I was when I saw it, but I saw it when I was young. Yeah. Um, 
but I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Uh, and then when I find out he's dead, I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, a lot of shit made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's probably so not a whole takeaway from yeah, it. Yeah. Makes sense. How about so how about for, for you, Carly, where you haven't seen it and you didn't know it was going to happen? I didn't know it was going to happen, but you said it wasn't very thinly veiled. You kind of get the themes early on. But in my mind, what was going on was I bought into the government conspiracy more. Mm-hmm. So when they were talking about he's already dead and then they are talking about how like the government gave him drugs, I was like, okay, so he died and the government brought him back and now he's being haunted. That would be a spooky-ass premise of a movie. Kind of like, like a Flatliners type of situation. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what Flatliners is, but I assume it's along we'll the same lines. We'll have to watch it. Um, it's but Kiefer Sutherland. I was thinking, like, he did die in Vietnam, but the government did something, and so he was living unnaturally. And that's why I was like, okay, so when are the demons going to get him? Is he, like, just disintegrating in the brain because unnatural things are going on? Like, what's really happening here? But that's where I was at. That's actually a cool premise for a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, because they've already made it. <laughs> um, yeah, I like I said, I liked the movie, but I kind of feel like I picked it apart a little bit more than I wanted to. It was still good, but I had different expectations for what the movie was. Um, 47th in 1990 for domestic gross. Gross. Um do with that information what you will. I didn't look at the other movies from 1990. I think it was a good year, though. Yeah. I'm like 50% sure it was a good year for movies. Uh, and we already talked about why it didn't do so hot in 1990. So. Scores and recommendations? Yep. It's the spooktacular. So we're doing scores out of 13. What would you score the movie... Would you recommend it to a friend? What are your final thoughts on the movie? All that fun shit. I don't care. One of you guys go. <laughs> I was thinking of a score out of 10 probably would have been like a 7. So out of 13, I'd probably bring it to like an 8 or a 9. Um, it's not super psychological to where you're like, you don't know what's going on. You're just confused for that character, so it doesn't suck you in completely. Mm-hmm. But it's still one of those that draw you in and you want to figure out what is going on. So it's a good movie. Would recommend. Uh, I agree. I would also have given it a 7 out of 10, but since we're doing out of 13, I'd give it a 9 out of 13. Um, very well done psychological thriller it, it's always like if you got a psychological thriller that you can remember the name of it's probably a good movie probably yeah um and jacob's ladder is pretty uh, i want to say iconic and uh, a lot of people know about jacob's ladder yeah classic um and that's for a good reason it's because it's really well done um also well acted um pretty damn well written uh and i love the visuals in it so mm-hmm. yep so, did you already say if you'd recommend it or not? I would recommend it. I don't believe you. <laughs> um, 
Believe it or not, I was also going to say 7 out of 10, so 9 out of 13 mm. is what I'm going to give it. Uh, I'm not just following the, the crowd. I was thinking that myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was hoping, um, before we watched the movie, I was talking about uh, movies that really like put your brain in a pretzel, mm. uh, and I gave it two pretzels out of five pretzels, because I do stupid shit like that. <laughs> So I was hoping that the movie would be a little bit more like, what the fuck is going on? It's pretty what the fuck is going on. But not as what the fuck is going on as I wanted it to be. Again, that's what I get for going in with predetermined expectations. Mm -hmm. Jesus, that's a hard word to say. Would you recommend? I would recommend. Uh, I think it's a well done movie. You recommended it to us. Yep, I did. Kind of. I mean, me and Tyson talked about it and both thought it would be a good movie to do. Mm-hmm. Um, would recommend. Uh, well done. Um, I would try, if you haven't seen it, and for whatever reason are listening to the podcast, even though we fucking told you not to, and spoiled the movie, try not to have expectations. But otherwise, awesome. Fun facts. We got some facts, and they're fun. Fun facts! They're facts, and they're fun. Yeah! <laughs> uh, I only have a couple... I don't remember why I only have a couple. But I only have a couple. Opening scene was mostly ad-libbed. I put a little note. That's why there wasn't a lot of talking. It was like three shit jokes and then a jerk-off joke, and Tim Robbins laughed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't well done, like, as far as ad-libbing goes. No. Cool. I, I, I respect when they allow actors to do that. Probably the wrong call. Should have had the professionals write something down. Yeah. Give them at least a little bit of direction. Some structure. This movie is included in the 1001 movies you must see before you die. Done. Check it off the fucking box. Um, For the role of singer, Richard Gere. That's hard for me to say. Leave me alone. Gear. Well, only because I can never remember if it's Gear or Greer. It's Gear. It's Gear. Richard Gere, Dustin Hoffman, Al Pacino, Mickey Rourke, Don Johnson were all at one point attached or considered for the role. For the role of Jesse, Adrian Lyne auditioned over 300 women, including Jennifer Lopez, Andy McDowell, Madonna, Demi Moore, and Julia Roberts, before landing on the very first actress to audition, which was, as we all know, the actor that was in the movie, Elizabeth Pena. Actress. And that was all I wrote down. I'm sorry. I don't know why that's all I wrote down. I feel like I let you guys down. Because I would imagine there's a shit ton for this movie. I read one that was pretty dope. Um, Hit me with it, girl. All of the special effects. Oh, yeah, I read that one too. Go ahead. None of them were in post. They were all done live in studio. Like, all the super flippy heads and stuff. They shot while the camera was in, like, super slow frames per second. And when they played it normally, they had the super fast face-flipping stuff. And it was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Twas. Good job. I read that, too. I, I love that shit in movies where they don't do really any, like, CGI shit. Yeah. yeah. It's all, all special effects are in-house. Yes. So good. It looks, it looks clean. Like, yeah. it doesn't look cheesy or anything yeah. it's scary and cool that's it 
Mm-hmm. We've talked. You've listened. Hopefully. I hope, yeah, I mean, I don't fucking know. Um, like I said, we're going to be doing spooky, haunted, Halloween shit all month long, pointing at the camera. So if you want us to do a certain movie, let us know in the comments below. You think we suck? Let us know in the comments down below. You think we're awesome? Same shit. Let us know in the comments down below. Whatever you want to see, you guys let us know. Like, subscribe, notification bell. You watch YouTube. You know what you need to do. I don't know why you wouldn't. You just sat here for like a half an hour. You should subscribe. Mm-hmm. The world needs more positivity. You should like. And then as for hitting the bell, well, if you subscribed and you liked, why wouldn't you want to see more? And if you're just doing those other two things to pity us, and you do hit the bell, it's just one swipe and the notification goes away. I really don't understand why you wouldn't subscribe. Especially with this great A guilt trip. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. It's Jekyll Studios. You, you know you know what it is. I'm going to keep telling you because we have like 13 subscribers. I'm going to keep telling you. Yeah. Deal with it. Let's double that. Let's at least add one to that. <laughs> tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. That's how many friends we need you to tell. Because mm -hmm. no one fucking knows we're doing this. Comment at what point you think we died before filming this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next week, we are going to do something. It's probably going to be Critters. Because we can't fucking find Casper. But it might be Casper. Uh, you guys will know when we know. It'll be a Halloween movie. It'll be something. Mm -hmm. Or something. It, it, it's going to be a movie. I can guarantee that. Casper or Critters. Something that starts with a C. Yep. For sure. Chocolat. Starring Johnny Depp. Probably going to be the one. Chocolate. Starring Johnny Depp. Chocolat. Chocolate. Um, that's all I've got. I think we're done here. Um, like, subscribe, all that shit. And as always, you're already dead. Now for our feature presentation.